Welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Welcome to your Origin 3 preview. Origin 3, ladies and gentlemen, we are finally there. The wait is almost over. I honestly cannot wait for this game. It is going to be an absolute cracker. Some big outs for the Maroons, but we'll talk about those in a little bit. Let's get into these official State of Origin 3 lineups. Keep in mind, though, for the Maroons, the 5'8 hasn't been confirmed yet. It says here Tom Dearden, but it has not been confirmed whether Tom Dearden or Ben Hunt will be getting that spot. Realistically, though, I think it would be much better for the Maroons to go for someone like Tom Dearden. We talked about it in another podcast one or two days ago, but uh, it looks like Tom Dearden is going to get that sixth jersey. It hasn't been confirmed, but I would go for Tom Dearden purely because of the fact that he will be able to play off Daly Cherry Evans much better than Ben Hunt will. Both of those guys in Ben Hunt and Daly Cherry Evans are organizers in their team. I think you're much better off having Ben Hunt at the nine to still organize the team with Daly Cherry Evans and then have that spark in Tom Deedon on the field as well, rather than changing up the team too much. But let's get a look at these lineups. For the Queensland Maroons, we have Kalen Ponger at fullback, Selwyn Cobbo and Corey Oates on the wing now for Murray Taylor. Obviously having COVID. Valentine Holmes and Dane Gagai in the centers. At the moment, it's Tom Dearden and Daly Cherry Evans in the halves. Lindsay Collins and Josh Papali'i in the front row with Ben Hunt at nine. Kurt Capewell and Jeremiah Nanai in the back row. Jeremiah Nanai starting as well is very interesting there for the Queensland Maroons. Tino Fasulamala Aoi at lock. Harry Grant, Jairo, Patrick Carrigan, and Tom Gilbert on the bench. And then Thomas Flegler, Bo for Moore, Hamaso Tabiwai for Doe, and Sam Walker in the reserves. For the Blues, we have James Tedesco at fullback, Brian Toto and Daniel Tupo on the wings, Matt Burton and Stephen Crichton in the centres, Jerome Luai and Nathan Cleary in the halves, Junior Paolo and Jake Travojevic in the front row with Abby Corusau at nine, Cam Murray and Liam Martin in the back row with Isaiah Yo at lock, Damian Cook, Angus Crichton, Jacob Saifidi, and COC for Talakai on the bench. Jack Whiten, Chad Townsend, Clint Gutherson, Dal Finucan, and Reese Robson in the reserves. A strong reserves, too, for the Blues. Definitely very versatile, too. I, first of all, before we get into the full analysis of this game, I am gutted. I'm absolutely gutted that Jack Whiten didn't get picked in the starting center spot. Willie Mason made a good point the other day. He was really good in game one. They did lose that game. It wasn't to his efforts, though. I feel like it's unfair to blame that on Jack Whiten, a player that played so good in that game. I think that Jack Whiten definitely deserves to be in this side. He's definitely someone that I would have had there, especially since Stephen Crichton was quite mediocre. And from the people that I've talked to, they can somewhat agree as well. So, look... Personally, for me, I definitely would have had Jack Whiten in that starting center spot. They've picked Stephen Crichton. Hopefully, he has a big game in this one and does something absolutely unbelievable. And hopefully, he proves everyone wrong. He has a really great game in this one. The other pick for the Blues that really annoys me as well has to be Damian Cook at 14. I feel like Damian Cook is a starting number nine. If he's not starting, I feel like it's a disservice to him, just especially what he can provide as a starting number nine. 
Granted, he does have an impact on the side when he does come off the bench really fast and does out a dummy half. Similar to Corey Pakes for the Broncos, I find that when either Billy Walters or Jake Turpin starts, it's very let's get to corners sort of football. Similar to what Api Corosau provides, except Api Corosau is a bit more dangerous and obviously has those combinations with the boys. But uh, as I said, Billy Walters and Jake Turpin sort of kick to corners, sort of dummy halves. Don't really have many things that are flushy about them, but are really good in defense. And then you have a guy like Corey Pakes come on and absolutely tear teams apart uh, with his fast scurries at a dummy half and, and whatnot. So... I definitely understand what Freddie's going for here, but it's not only a disservice to Damian Cook, but also to guys like Jack White and like Reese Robson, like Nico Hines as well if we're talking game two. Abby Coruscant is an 80-minute hooker. There's no point in having two 80-minute hookers on the bench. It's honestly just a waste of an interchange because you're putting on another dummy half while the other one's still got a lot of energy left and is used to playing big minutes. So, look, personally, I wouldn't have Damien Cook in the 14. I'd have him at starting nine. And if, at the end of the day, Abby Coruscant was to be picked for me, then I wouldn't really include Damien Cook. He'd be in my reserves list, and I'd be giving other guys a go like Jack White and like Reese Robson, like Nico. Now, look, I'm not so much filthy on that one as I am about the Jack White one in the centers. Yeah, but still, I just feel like it's a disservice to Damien Cook. And I know it probably does sound a little bit shitty of me to say that. Uh, I should be saying congratulations on being selected in the side. But he's a starting number nine. He's a proven winning starting number nine in Origin, in the Origin arena. So, yeah, look, I would say I'm a little bit filthy on that one. But anyway, let's get into the bigger talking point in this one, specifically for the Queensland Maroons. Munster and Taulagi both out. Corey Oates is the only one that's been confirmed here. Now, I know that it said Tom Dearden at 5'8". That hasn't been 100% confirmed yet. They're still thinking about whether they're going to be putting Ben Hunt in that 5'8 role, bringing Harry Grant off the bench. For me personally, one, I don't think Billy would want to change up the side too much, especially a winning Queensland side. Uh, and then two, as I said before, you're having two organisers and a really, really off-the-cuff guy that is known for playing off really experienced halfbacks. So I would have Dearden in there. I'd keep Ben Hunt at nine. I would actually start Tom Dearden at 5'8 and keep the rest of the team the same. I don't think there's any point in changing too much with this lineup. It's a very strong team as it is. I don't see much point in changing this team up too much. So yeah, I would be putting Tom Dearden at starting 5'8. It just sounds better in my head. It sounds better coming out of the mouth. I think that Tom Dearden needs to be starting at 5'8. I think that is the go for the Queensland Maroons. He's a really tough defender as well. Now, I know Ben Hunt's the same, but more tough defenders, the better, especially in the middle, especially when you've got a guy like Daly Cherry Evans struggling with his defense. You want to shore up a bit more defense in that middle. So having a guy like Tom Dearden in there, who you know is a good defender in the halves, uh, it really just shores up that defensive edge, especially with a guy like Munster, who not only contributed in attack, but his defense coming up and whacking blokes. You're having a guy like Tom Dearden, who is also a good defender. So with what you're losing from Munster in defense, you're getting with Tom Dearden, the strong defense in that half spot. So I would be picking Tom Dearden there. Ben Hunt's defense is needed in the middle. He is an outstanding hooker. 
Granted, I think he's actually a better hooker than he is a halfback or a 5'8". I reckon he's a really, really good hooker. And then when Harry Grant comes on, you've still got the option to move uh, Ben Hunt into that roaming lock role and have Harry Grant at nine or vice versa. You've still got that option. You lose that option with moving Ben Hunt into the six, with moving Harry Grant at nine. You've only got Tom Deedon on the bench that is probably only going to come on as a, either a roamer or in the halves. He's not going to come on as a dummy half. If you want him to come on as a dummy half, he probably could. He probably would do a good job, but you're not going to get the same quality out of him as you're going to get out of a Harry Grant, who's probably one of the best hookers in the comp, and Ben Hunt, who's played there for the past two games. So personally, if it was me as the head coach of the Queensland Maroons, which it's not, I would be moving Tom Dearden to that 5'8 spot to replace Cameron Munster. Now, the next topic of discussion, Munster. He will be sorely missed. We're going to keep talking about Munster because he is a huge, huge loss. And it begs the question, should the NRL go into that COVID bubble? Should each NRL club go into that COVID bubble? Because if we get to finals time, if we get to the World Cup, that sort of timing as well, and players are missing out due to COVID, it's a real disadvantage to teams who usually do well because if their stars are out, like what we're about to see tomorrow night, it's going to be much harder for them to perform at the same standard that they would with their stars in. As we say all the time, if you get an NRL club and you take one of their stars out, they are going to struggle. And that's because they have these carries, they have these stars in their side that do really well. Now, I'm not saying that Cameron Munster is a carry at all, uh, but he is a strong force in that side. He is the main reason that that side has a lot of go forward and taking him out, it is going to be much harder for this team to gain any confidence. You look at the South Sydney Rabbitohs without Latrell Mitchell. They were the exact same. Cody Walker had no confidence whatsoever. It was shambles. You've already seen Daly Cherry Evans struggle on the defensive edge, on that edge. He is going to lose even more confidence without a guy like Cameron Munster there, in my opinion. He's just going to lose a lot of confidence. Now, this is going to be the make or break of Queensland. This is going to be literally the make or break. Daly Cherry Evans, he needs to stand up. He needs to find something within himself. He needs to have a breakout game. He needs to have one of the best games we've ever seen from Daly Cherry Evans. If Queensland want to win this game... Daly Cherry Evans needs to really stand up. Now, he's had some really good games in games one and two, in my opinion. I thought he did a really great job. It was just the defense on that edge. I think if he fixes that up, he will be unreal. I think that also, with that, with improving the defense, he also needs to step it up in attack. Honestly, if there's one guy in this side that needs to take it to another level, it is Daly Cherry Evans. He needs to find it within himself, take his game, to another level. Now, let's talk about the New South Wales Blues for a second. We're done talking about Queensland. Let's talk about the New South Wales Blues. The only thing we need to worry about with Queensland is that Munster's out, and it is going to be much harder, much harder for them to win without him. Now, talking about the New South Wales Blues, I honestly feel like Victor Radley, Regan Campbell-Gillard, and Jack Whiten were so, so unlucky not to be in this side. For me, with Jacob Saifidi coming into this side, I probably would have called back Regan Campbell-Gillard to come into this side. His game one was phenomenal, unreal. I thought he had a really good game one. I thought he was one of the best forwards on the park. For Freddie to call him up and tell him that he is not what the side needs, that he is not, he doesn't play the style that New South Wales play, 
I think is heavy. I think that he was awesome in game one. And when they were on a roll, it was because he was getting quick play the balls. He was breaking the line. He was solid in game one. Solid. I think Victor Radley just breathes origin. I think he's an origin player through and through. Victor Radley should have definitely been in that side. To be honest, I probably would have put Victor Radley over Jacob Saifidi. Maybe a few minutes before the first half is over or just going into the second half, I would chuck on Victor Radley and he would just be an absolute mongrel. You take off Jake Jarojevic, you put on Victor Radley, it is game over. It is game over. He would be an absolute weapon, huge tackles, great defense, and a mongrel, a mongrel in attack as well. So Victor Radley, definitely someone that I would be putting in this side. And then Jack White, we talked about it before. He should have got that center spot for me. He deserves it. He was so unlucky and a bit robbed not to get it. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. Stephen Crichton, can he do something outstanding? And speaking of Stephen Crichton, he 100% needs to step up in this game. Now, I've talked a lot of smack about Stephen Crichton over the past 12 minutes. He is a really talented center and he definitely deserves to be in this side. I think he needs to step up in this game and have a really, really good one. He needs to get more involved. If he doesn't want to get more criticized than he did in game two or after game two, he needs to get more involved. He needs to have more touches of the football. He needs to have some strong carries and prove to people he deserves to be there over Jack Whiten. He needs to have a massive game, Stephen Crichton. I'd even be chucking him in your anytime try scorers if you've got one, if you want to put one on. If he has a big game like he needs to, I reckon he scores a try in that one as well. Going back to the halves for a second, I think that if Dearden is selected, which I think will be the most likely option, I think that Chad Townsend, he is going to be huge, huge for the New South Wales Blues. I think that's why Freddie's brought him in. We know that he's not going to be playing, obviously, but I think that having him in the squad, obviously the halves partner of Tom Dearden, it's going to help them a lot in terms of getting ready for Queensland. They're going to know what Tom Dearden does. Obviously, Chad Townsend will most likely be mimicking what Tom Deedon does in attack and in defense. Uh, and it's really going to help the Blues on game day because they're going to know what Tom Deedon does or most likely what he does through Chad Townsend. And it is really going to give them the upper hand, especially when the Blues are attacking and when they're defending as well. They're going to know Tom Deedon's every move. They're probably going to be watching game videos of Tom Deedon, watching the little things that he does. For the people that would want Ben Hunt in the 5'8 jersey, I think he'd as an advantage, be a bit harder to prepare for because we don't know what he's going to be like at 5'8". You would watch some game videos of Ben Hunt, look at him in the halves, but you're only seeing him at halfback. You're only seeing him as a game controller. You're not seeing what he can do in the number six jersey. So I think... In that sense, Ben Hunt would be harder to prepare for, but I think that Tom Dearden would be the likely option just with the style of play that Queensland play, that fast football keeping New South Wales on their toes every single second and by putting New South Wales on the back foot with fast play. So in terms of game plan, I think that they would go towards Tom Dearden. But yes, I, I totally understand Ben Hunt would probably be a little bit harder to prepare for. But as I've said for, I think, 100 times, I think Tom Dearden is that guy that will be taking the sixth spot and Chad Townsend will really help them and he'll be a huge advantage in Blues camp if Dearden is selected. Valentine Holmes, I think, is going to be a huge up in this game. I think he's another guy that's got to step up 
up in this one as well. Just the things that I saw him doing game two, coming out of the line, putting pressure on the edges, uh, especially when they were on a roll and attack, putting some huge hits on out wide, coming out of the line fast and putting pressure on those outside men for the New South Wales Blues. I think that he needs to stand up and continue to do what he was doing in game two. He had a really good game for both games, to be honest. So if he keeps doing what he's doing, I think he's going to be a big wild card for the Queensland Maroons. He might even score a try or two in this game. I reckon he's going to be unreal. Valentine Holmes is one that I think is going to have a breakout performance. I just have a little feeling he could be a try scorer, and you'll hear about it in the bet that I'm about to tell you in a second. Uh, But Valentine Holmes, I reckon, is going to be massive for the Queensland Maroons. Just his uh, ability to come out of the line and put pressure on those outside backs, like I said before. But his silky attack as well. He's really developed as a center. We thought he was a fullback. We thought he was a winger. But he's playing some of his best football in the centers. And he's really, really dangerous, especially as a defensive center. So, yeah, definitely one to watch there, Valentine Holmes. Putting a bit of pressure on him early may give him a little less confidence. But I think that Valentine Holmes is just one of those guys that is going to be on you all day. So I think he's going to have a really big game. I think the forward battle for me is the main thing. I think the forward battle is going to be huge. It's going to be a little tougher for New South Wales, in my opinion. I think that they're a little depleted in the forwards. Obviously, Payne Haas out. Now Jordan McLean out as well. Jacob Saifidi on the bench there. That's why I think they should have gone with Victor Radley. He would have been massive for them. Massive. He is such a competitor and such a mongrel. I think he would be exactly what New South Wales would have needed there uh, as the replacement for Jordan McLean. Just a mongrel off the bench. The people say he's too small. People say he won't have a big impact. I reckon he will be just the right guy, especially in defense. He will chop blokes in half and he will be unreal if he was picked there off the bench for Origin. But look, it's going to be a tough game for both sides. Obviously, New South Wales depleted in the forwards. Obviously, Queensland missing their star in Cameron Munster. I reckon it's still going to be a tough game. Queensland in Queensland is a pretty tough side. I am going to lean with New South Wales here, though. I think they've got the better team. I'm also a New South Welshman, so I am going to go ahead and tip New South Wales here. Now, this is probably one of the coolest bets you will ever hear. And it's probably one of the most attractive bets you will ever hear for those betting fans. Gamble responsibly, but we'll talk about that after. Let's look at this legger that I've got here. This absolutely insane multi, I think will be too hard to pass up for you betting fans out there. New South Wales, 1-12 to at $3. Anytime try scorers, I'm going with James Tedesco at $2.30. Valentine Holmes at $3.70. Cameron Murray is a bit of a smoky at $4.80. And Tino for Sulamala Aoi at $10.50. The payout is huge. At $5, if you put $5 on, you're going to be earning $4,255. If you put $10 on, you're going to be earning $8,510. If you put $100 on, if you're willing to throw away $100, uh, you could be earning up to $85,000. And Origin 3, the decider, what a night to do it. If you swap Tino and Murray for Jerome Luai and Junior Paolo, you're going to be getting at $5, $3,505. At $10, if you put $10 on, you get $7,010. $100, $70,000. So if you put $100 on, you could be earning between seventy dollars 
185 grand. That is huge. I would be being smart about this one. I'd only be putting five or ten dollars on. It's not worth losing a hundred dollars on unless you've got the money to spend. I'd only be putting the between the five and ten dollar range. You're still earning about seven thousand to eight thousand dollars. So huge bet for the state of origin decider. It is gonna be a massive night. Also, if you want to put a little side bet on, it's a bit cheaper. You don't get much back off it. Uh, but New South Wales one to twelve at three dollars, and then Cleary man of the match is four dollars. Tedesco a man of the match is four dollars fifty. So if you want to put that on the side of this massive multi, again only put about five dollars on this one. I wouldn't be putting more than five dollars on any of these, to be honest, 5 to $10, $10 maximum. If you've got the money to spend, for sure, do the $100 one, uh, but I'd be sticking between the 5 and $10 range because, as I said, the most you could earn there is between 7 and 8 grand. So, I mean, it's still pretty good return. So, my predictions for this game, as I said, New South Wales, 1 to 12. Uh, I'm going to go anytime try scorers. You've already heard him here. James Tedesco, Valentine Holmes, Cameron Murray, and Tino for Sulamala Aoi. You can swap Cameron Murray and Tino for Jerome Luai and Junior Paolo. But my scoreline prediction for this one, I'm going at 30 to 22. 30 to 22, the scoreline in this one. New South Wales to win 1 to 12. And as I said, man of the match prediction, most likely Nathan Cleary or James Tedesco. I reckon one of these guys is going to have an absolute blinder. Most likely Cleary for me, uh, but Tedesco is still a chance as well. I reckon he could captain this side to a win and ultimately get the man of the match there. But Cleary would be my go, especially since Cameron Munster's out. I think that that rules him out, obviously rules him out uh, of man of the match contention there. I think that pretty much nearly guarantees Nathan Cleary a man of the match performance. But there you go, guys. That is your Origin preview. Origin 3, the decider. Cannot wait for this game. It is going to be unreal. Obviously, I want to make it super clear with those bets. Gamble responsibly. Don't do something stupid. Don't do something you're going to regret. Make sure you gamble responsibly there with those bets. As I said, stay between that $5 to $10 range. That's all I'd be really putting on this one. You're still going to have a big payout if it wins. If you lose, it's only between 5 and 10 bucks. It's not like it's 100 bucks. So yes, gamble responsibly here and have some fun. Have some fun on your Origin 3 decider. I can't wait. I'm G'd up. The countdown is nearly over. I cannot wait. Wait.